Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called GGBW, or God's Got a Better Way. Exodus twenty four twelve says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I'll give you tablets of stone, and the law and commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. Many people don't want to talk about the Ten Commandments, thinking they're irrelevant today, but Jesus really summed all of them up into two. And if you want the expanded version of the two that Jesus gave, you could look at the ten. The first four have to do with worship of God, which says, Do not worship any other gods besides me. Do not make worship or bow down to idols of any kind. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God and remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And then the last six have to do with our relationship with our neighbor. The first one being, Honor your father and mother. The next one being, Do not murder. The next one being do not commit adultery, and then do not steal, do not testify falsely against your neighbor or lie, and the last one being do not covet. These are actually very beneficial boundaries to our lives. God's not trying to hurt us. He really wants us to lead successful and happy lives. Well, we all know that without the commandments, we have never sinned, and so the commandments were written or the law, and we all became guilty and died. But Jesus came that we might have life and have life abundantly. So do we just throw the ten away? Well, listen to what the Lord told Moses. He said in Exodus twenty four twelve. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. Well, the Ten Commandments have to do with moral law, and moral law is the foundation of all law. Maybe that's why God wrote them on tablets of stone. (laughs) It's interesting that the Lord told Moses to teach them, not to condemn people with them, but there's several things that they would perform. The first being identifying that we're all sinners and we need a Savior. And then their purpose is to bring us to Christ. But after we've come to Christ, they still are relevant today. Because you can go ahead and try some of these commandments. You can try them by transgressing them such as committing adultery or murdering or stealing, and you'll see that they're still very effective today, even for Christians. (laughs) Well, we can all admit they're the best boundaries that's ever been written on stone for us to lead successful and happy lives. And they are relevant to all of us, even though we're saved and forgiven and washed by the blood, because the Bible says that we'll still reap what we sow, and God will not be mocked. And so I'm going to teach them, but not from a point of condemnation and and beating you over the head or talking about our sin, but talking about them in a positive and effective way for us to lead healthy and happy lives. 
And over the past few days, we've gotten all the way through commandment number seven being do not commit adultery. But I have a few more things I just want to say on that. Yesterday, I was talking about the word fornication and a freedom pact that I have called the God's Got a Better Way Freedom Pact. It's designed for teenagers, young adults, and parents to teach about things like what is adultery and fornication. Gives you many scriptures to study and discuss. There's some tips on dating and courting. And then what are STDs and things like that can be a terrible plague to many. And then there's a covenant page where teenagers and young adults can make a covenant before God to remain abstinent until they're married. It's called the God's Got a Better Way Freedom Pack. And you can go to my website at TMH Now, TMH standing for the Master's House, the Master's House Now, N-O-W.org, TMHNow.org. And you can download that Freedom Pack and use it yourself for free. There's also some PowerPoints there on this whole series that you can read through, part one and part two. You can view it right there on your computer. And I also offer to do a God's Got a Better Way seminar for families and teenagers or young adults. And if you're interested in something like that at your church or your organization, write to me at Pastor Jim, P-A-S-T-O-R-J-I-M, at tmhnow.org, Pastor Jim, at tmhnow.org. The seminar teaches the benefits of the Ten Commandments along with the Freedom Pack, and it's intended that parents and guardians with teenagers attend together, and we look at the boundaries that God has given from a positive, healthy, and biblical view. Now, I want to add one more thought to our discussion before we go on to the next commandment, and that's out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 21 through 22. It says, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. And verse 22 says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. Why? Because even if we're not doing anything wrong, we are to be ambassadors for Christ, for the reconciliation of others to Christ. That's out of 2 Corinthians 5.20. And in other words, we're to live our lives for the benefit of others. If our behavior would encourage someone to think or believe we're living in sin, this could hinder them coming to Christ or cause them to fall away from Christ. Someone might say, well, they're just immature. However, Paul tells us, to be the mature ones. In 1 Corinthians 8, verses 9 through 13, he says, But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother to stumble, I'll never again eat meat lest I make my brother to stumble. And Paul talks about a sacrifice of wine and meat offered to idols for the sake of others in Romans chapter 14, verses 19 through 23. Maybe this is why the deacons are not to be given to much wine as it says in 1 Timothy 3.8, and bishops are not to be given to wine altogether, which is what it says in 1 Timothy 3.3. You see, God desires for our success. Today, unmarried Christian men and women living together are commonplace. Some would say I'm being too conservative. However, the truth is much more than conservative thought. It's biblical wisdom. As ambassadors for Christ, what are we willing to do for the sake of others? Even the appearance of evil is important. As Christians, life is not just about ourselves anymore. And the question is, are we willing to live our faith for others, 
even if they're weaker than we are. And I want to mention a book that I've written called Living Pure in an Impure World. It's available in hard copy and electronic version at Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble and, and most online sources. It's a book. It's my testimony. It's my journey, so to speak, on how to fight against the sexual temptations in the world. Yes, I don't know too many people who haven't had to deal with it. So I wrote this book to help others. Please get it. I believe it will really help you. It's truly a challenge called Living Pure in an Impure World. Again, remember the Lord said to Moses in Exodus twenty four twelve, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. And the next commandment is do not steal. It's commandment number eight. There's nothing complicated here. However, in order to abide by this one, it takes faith in a provider. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The message version actually says it this way, You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need, his generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. And I like the amplified version too. It says, And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You see, if we truly believe that God is our provider, then we will never have or need an excuse to steal. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing, come to you in abundance, so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. I love that verse. You see, to steal simply means to take what does not belong to us. And that would include things from work, school, church, our parents, the government, our friends, our brothers and sisters, and so on. Concerning thou shalt not steal, the King James Bible commentary says, thou shalt not steal prohibits taking what does not belong to oneself. This includes small and great items and even relates to the time clock at work and how honestly one pays his taxes. A Christian ought to report all of his income. Woo! Oh boy, there you go. But if we truly trust the Lord, then we'll act accordingly. I made a chart. I'll try to explain it so you can see it. But it's a graph of six kinds of people. The takers are the lowest. They get a minus 100 because takers suck the life out of everything and everybody. Keepers, I gave them a minus 50 because keeping things can sometimes be good, but they're still not givers. Eveners, I gave them a zero because everything has to be even. No one person can have more than anyone else, even if they worked hard for it. Sharers, I gave them a plus 50 because they're nice. Stewards, I gave them a plus 75 because they're faithful over things that belong to others. And then there's givers. I gave them a plus 100 because they give with no strings attached. Six kinds of people, takers, keepers, eveners, sharers, stewards, and givers. Another word we could use for a taker is a thief. They don't add to society. They take away. And we know that Satan is the chief taker. John 10.10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, here's a revelation. What is something that Satan really wants to steal from us? I'll give you another clue. 
What is something he's trying to get removed from all our classrooms, government buildings and properties, and even our churches? Don't know yet? What is something Satan wants to make illegal to post anywhere? Are you ready? It's the Ten Commandments. Just think about it. The number one thief, Satan himself, wants to steal away the Ten Commandments. Why? So he can steal. And so he can get us to steal too. Notice how the word steal fits right in with the description to kill and destroy. Well, this brings us to the next commandment, which is do not lie, number nine. Do not testify falsely against your neighbor or lie. Who is the father of lies? Guess what? Answer, Satan again. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees in John eight forty four says, You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. That's for sure. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But our time is up, so we'll have to continue right here tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. See you then, and I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.